get to listen to this new music. I like it. I don't know what listeners think. A new intro music for us. I think I like it. I, I, this is our third season, and uh, listening to that, I can't even remember the, the original <laughs> song now. Can you share it with me? What, you want me to sing the music? Hum it. I can't. Can, can you, Sammy? Absolutely not. Brandeo, can you? Do we have the old music, or do you want to hum it for us? That's all I got. Oh, yeah, I don't want to hum that, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No one's got the... Real kipper and board. (laughs) All right, for all of you out there, stop texting us. It's the old music. Oh, yeah, there it is. All right. All right. Now I can't remember the one we just came in with 30 (laughs) seconds ago. Six concussions will do that to you. You know that, right? I don't know how many I've had, but I'm with you. Stop texting us, everybody. We're we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is real. Holy, Sammy! Sammy, did you respond to everybody out there asking? Well, when are you guys coming back? I will say, I take it as a compliment for our show that people are very interested in us coming back, and I would Mm -hmm. say it's due to Toronto Blue Jays. It's been a little later than than it was last year. And yeah, but at some point, the overwhelming amount of messages I was receiving, I was like, I think I should take it upon myself and send out a tweet so I don't have to answer this anymore. Right. And, you know, I got multiple texts this morning from big people. I'm like, when are you back on it? I'm like, just read Instagram and my Twitter. Like I put (laughs) it on. We're ready. We're back. No one loves the day off or day offs more than me. (laughs) Like I, I, I. I know that. I'd love them permanently, to be honest with you, at my age. <laughs> what are you doing? Not, not you guys. Me. Yeah, okay. But it was feeling really weird. Yes. Watching storylines and training camp go through and just sitting on the sidelines. Babs came and went, and we didn't even have time to say anything. few things. Even Stamkos. There's pain coming. Right? <laughs> Even Stamkos coming out yeah. and kind of giving a shot to Tampa Bay going, hey, mm-hmm. remember I led two Stanley Cup uh, parades here? Yeah, I'm back. I'm out some back in, pay. In boats? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, where's my extension? So all this fun stuff's going on, and, you know, we're, we're home. I know. I, I, I have been eager to get in here, so. And now that I say that, now that I'm back in this studio, it feels like I never left. <laughs> Well, what's funny is, so I don't know if people know this. This is our only show in this studio, barring catastrophe. Yeah. To the other studio. Yeah. Starting Tuesday, we're moving to our new time slot, fellas. Four to six. Four Mm -hmm. to six in a brand new studio. At least our studio. New to us. On the fan. New to us. uh, On the fan, of course. On Sportsnet 360 from four to six regionally. And on Sportsnet nationally from five to six. And, of course, on Sportsnet Plus as well. But we're everywhere, fellas. Ready wow. for that? I, yeah, I mean, yes. I and mean, we always do national conversation in the second hour anyway. And absolutely ready. And I didn't mind at the time telling people around me going, hey, it's a we work for Rogers and Rogers owns the Blue Jays. And this is all yeah. about, uh, you know, playoff baseball and the Jays are in and I'm texting. Come on, let's have a, a long run. And I wanted a long run. And if it meant being it. Uh, you know, push to the side a little bit in October. Oh, big deal. Let's hey, have some fun listen. with the baseball. And then I'm like watching the Jays, and it's like 
We were pushed on the side for that. You were like for, for that crap. You were like Jose Barrios. You were like, put me on the sideline for the betterment of the team, even if I'm bringing smoke. That's what you were saying. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, Sammy do we, do, do we want to do this or? Oh no, I mean, no. Just give I, it a I, minute. I, give it a minute. No, at no. Least. I, I need I need a Blue Jay conversation, and it's because it's for me. It's not baseball, hockey. It's sports. Sports, it's athletes, it's, hey, who rises when it matters the most? Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the is the interesting part of, of what we've watched, not o- only in the last few days against Minnesota, but what we watched with a team that uh, should be competing for a World Series still today that failed miserably. Best pitching in baseball, big bats in theory. Unlike you guys who were on summer vacation, I was in the day-to-day grind of watching and talking about this team every single day. And I said very early on that this team just simply doesn't have it. the, the, The Texas series broke me to a point where I really didn't recover from. Even when they came back and won all those games afterwards, I still never really believed because of how they played in that series. But, you know, they... The the twins didn't score many runs in those in those games. I think they scored five runs, and they you know they lost both those games. They scored one run. You can talk about that, but watching John Schneider pop out of the dugout after Barrios puts Royce Young, I think Royce Young on, and to go to Kikuchi was a different type of anger that I've ever felt as a sports fan. It was almost a sad disgust. Knowing that my favorite, well, my second favorite sport, very close to favorite sport, was just, it's just irreparably changed. It's never going to be the same. Decision making. It's a different sport than I grew up loving. And I just watched him pop out of there. And I just, the funniest part of the whole thing was Buck, who was just beside himself when he's like, I don't like the way Kikuchi's throwing. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's looking intense in there. I was like, I know. I was like, is he actually going to come into this game? He pops out of the bullpen, out of the dugout, goes out there, takes out Barrios, and Whatever happens, happens. And I just, I've never been that mad. That's as mad as I've been watching a Toronto sports Where, game in my whole life. Okay. And I know they didn't score. They made a bunch of boneheaded errors. doesn't validate the pitching decision just because they didn't score. was insane. Insane. So here we are launching our third season yeah. of Real Kipper and Bourne. We've managed a couple of disappointments for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the last two years yeah. on our shows. Yeah. Where does this Jays playoff collapse rank in most disappointment that Jay fans in history have had compared to what Lee fans have had the last, what, six, seven tries? Well, a lot of Jays fans who are like Jays only fans, and there's not a ton of them, but there are a lot of them that kind of look down their nose at the Leafs. And I think the reputation the Leafs have absolutely has to be transferred over to this Jays, this era of Blue Jays baseball. They haven't, like, say what you will about the Leafs. They've won big playoff games. They've lost in the first round, but they've won games in the playoffs. This era of Blue Jays baseball is now 0-6 in their playoff games. They've never won a playoff game. Their biggest guys have choked down the stretch. You look at what happened with Vlad. You look at what happened with Bo striking out in big spots all the time. Like, one extra base hit between them in their playoff career. Mm -hmm. It's, you know... It's a different thing, baseball and hockey. It's hard to compare the two. But, like, I want people to talk about the Blue Jays with the same choker breath that they do about the Leafs. It's in the same category. It's worse. The difference for me is, like, 
the Leafs at least made you believe particularly the year within the pandemic when they're playing Montreal and the path forward is like, you really believe that team could win it all. You watch the Jays from start to finish this year. That team couldn't hit with anyone in scoring position the whole year. They got thrown out on the bases the whole year. Like they lost the way they played all year. The Bears, were, would you say the Bears are who we thought we are? They yeah. Were. The Bears are who we thought they were. Right. Yeah. There was no, to me, this was not like, where did that come from? Like the no. Leafs losses was like, God, where did they go? Yeah. This was just who the Jays have been. Yes. Okay. This is where it doesn't matter. Baseball, hockey, hockey, baseball. And this is where it's great having JB on the show because at his age and what he's now where his wheelhouse is, I'm pulling this right into the dreaded word analytics. And mm, yeah, let's do I'm, it. <laughs> I don't know where all those analytics, guys are on the Jays. Yeah. But you better be hiding right now. Oh yeah. Because this is the part where you're like where does it where, where's that line cross between this is a game, it's a feel, mm-hmm. it's a gut instinct or you're going to go to the sheer numbers that were derived from someone's computer in an office where we don't even know your name. Well, <laughs> great drop. Like, well, you know, this my is thing malfunctioning. The, What's happening? the relevant thing here is the Blake Snell poll from the Rays uh, game, mm-hmm. you know, in Tampa Bay the when World they Series. went all analytics and he was like the guy yep. at the time. And, and, you know, you, you asked their management after if they regretted it and they didn't, they said they, you know, that's how they got there, whatever to me, sports are about reacting in real time. That's the challenge on the ice on the field, as a coach, as a manager, whatever. You can have a game plan, and the analytics can help you build that game plan. But you need to be able to see what's happening in real time and pivot. And Barrios looked, the, by all accounts, the best he has as a Blue Jay. That's the best he's ever looked as a Jay. So you have no to question. be able to read and react. And so to say this was our plan the whole time, well, you need to be able to alter your plans. You need to be open-minded enough. And, like, the ultimate thing to me is managing a binder as opposed to the people is you say Kikuchi has been one of the more fragile guys over the last two years with the Jays where it goes off the rails quickly, starts walking guys. He has, he has confidence issues, all this stuff. And you bring him into a spot where he's not comfortable as a reliever. There was a runner on base and it's like, sure. Making them put in a pinch hitter who's not as good as the like all that stuff maybe on paper makes sense, but you're not managing people. You're just managing numbers. Like Barrios was dialed in, and you bring a guy into his out of his comfort zone who's a bit of a, you know, he's he has a bit oh, of confidence okay. issues, and to put him in that spot is just. And people are saying, Oof. well, it's not John Snyder's fault. It's not John Snyder's fault. Well, ultimately, he's on the top step, fellas, and he has eyeballs, and he has the chance to not do the wrong thing. He has the chance to over. He's the manager in the dugout. They put him there. He if, could. If he overrules. He's getting the front fired anyway. He's, fired. Well, he's getting fired he anyway. They're not going to get a run there. He doesn't know Kikuchi's going to be sure? a dog. I hope so. I think he thought it was the best way to stay the manager. You know, hope the plan works. So my go-to guy, Jeff Blair, tells me that they've got a, a press conference tomorrow, which <laughs> Cla- is classy on a move. Saturday of the long weekend on a long weekend. Classy move, right? With four games on tap that day. Yeah, classy. So I'd say savvy. It'll be interesting to see who stays and who, who goes. And you mentioned Schneider, the, uh, the manager here. How, how do you fire a guy right. for executing your plan? Okay. All right. Here, here's one for you. How do you go back into a, 
a clubhouse next year mm-hmm. as the manager as the manager when you start telling players what to do and they look at you and go is that you yeah. or is that some guy on his computer in the third row of the oh, yeah. of the Roger Center no they've completely made him okay. lame duck you're done spot. you're done they're never going to look at you and respect you but if he executes that move and they win and it works it's no different they know you're not making that call there's just no way that was ever going to work. The sports gods, karma, so, everything. So, it was just the so wrong So keep move. trying until it finally works for you, and then no. you could save face? No, I, I mean, I'm saying they right. put him in a spot where he couldn't win with his players, if you think that matters, so, or so, players in this era are going to be more accepting that some of the decisions go from the top and through the conduit that is the manager, or in the NHL, the coach. Mm. So last year, Sheldon Keefe calls Listen, out. this is Keefe and not Babcock, Keefe. right? That's why Babs is out for Kyle. Keith, Keith questions his stars early, right? Mm-hmm. And then backpedals in his right. comments early last season. Mm-hmm. And we asked, is that Sheldon or is that right. Kyle? Is it Brendan? Where is, is it coming from somewhere else? It just, it doesn't, doesn't mac, match. Yeah. So that's what Schneider's issues is if he stays is like, come on. Like every decision made, anything that gets questioned as a manager that you would never question in the history of the game beforehand now gets questioned. But this is also part of There's no hockey parallel to this, though. There's no, like, switching a goalie halfway through a playoff game because it's a better matchup. uh, Can't can't play back-to-back anymore now. That's Yeah, but on the playoffs, Kipper, it's the same. It's There's no parallel to this. Well, there is, though. There is, like, the way the, you know, like, Dubis didn't think that Babcock would, you know, play the way he wanted his team to play. So they bring in a guy who will execute the possession style. And, and this is part of managing, you know, our own boss probably gets some word from above him about things he has to tell us. And sometimes it's, we know it's not his, that's just life. Like, <laughs> He's probably like, Hey, hockey show. Talk about hockey. <laughs> no, 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 no. 100%. No. I know. So, uh, I'm, not, well, I'm, I'm, not quite, I'm not quite done on this uh, because, again, uh, the, the parallels between the Leafs and the Jays, I kind of like right now. Well, they both have superstars, and now you're getting into their careers Thank going, you. boy. Great, great segment here. So, listen, we've spent the last year and a half going, uh, either does Matthews resign uh, do you trade a core four guy? Nylander's got to go. Marner's got to go. This guy can stay. Where where are you on Vladdy right now? Here's the question. Which of the core four is Vladdy? Oh, my. He's Willie Nylander. No. He's Nylander because he's the most talented guy who frustrates people with intermittent lack of attention to detail. Yeah, I know, can't argue with him right there. Ton of skill. That's could a use point. a little more focus on the base paths. Or, yeah. or you could say he's. Hey, you could say he's Austin Matthews. He's had heights of uh, home runs. He's yeah. had career years. He was the home run king. Right. And you know, Need Matthews scored big, big against Tampa. Couldn't get it done against Florida. Yeah. yeah. So, is it more Matthews or or I Nylander? I don't think there's a parallel. He's really definitely don't. a unique individual. I think, yeah, it's it's somebody like it's being having the Matthews hype and then performing like Willie. I guess would I, be the thing. I played golf with someone uh, yesterday who said Ooh. that they they think Vladdy is the most hateable star athlete this city has ever had. Wow, that's a hot take. I don't know. Just I because mean, of all, see, I, 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 I don't yeah. agree at all. I I love Vladdy. That'd be the only sports jersey yeah. I would own probably I, in I, this city. I, I don't get that sense. People like him. Mm, I like. I him. get. You know what? I the worms turn. This this is what. I see with Vladdy. 
Okay. okay. He's just immature. He's just an immature kid. He hasn't grown up. He hasn't learned how to be a pro. He's still so okay. young. That's the crazy part. He's always he 23. He's hey, young. God, as hell. that's a young age. But he's he lacks, I think, baseball intelligence. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't per se to be a, a baseball expert here. Okay? Despite the 15-minute open of this show. <laughs> but when you've, when you've played a game your whole life and you've had a dad like that, yeah. where you've watched and you've had him as an expert growing up and you get picked off that at just second. That can't happen. Okay. Can't and you get picked off. I don't even know the hockey equivalent. How about this? We should find Marner, it because it's a hockey show. Here's the equivalent to me of Vladdy getting picked off. Okay? Is. Alex Galchenyuk uh, turning first, around and overturning. First round, first round game seven. Okay? Marner and Matthews on a 2 on 0 breakaway. And Bertuzzi goes offside. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's my equivalent to Vladdy getting picked off at second with right. men in scoring position and your best hitter at the plate. Oh, and the full count. There is, I don't care how loud it was in was there. A, I will say, it's, I it's a great play. I don't care. It's a great play. Well, the thing is. Perfectly executed. High when, leverage moment. I don't care. I don't care. I appreciate that. I'm just saying it was well done. When when Sonny Gray turned around with that ferocity, I was like, oh my God, he no. Had I was like, oh my God, no. Holding him like, on second. I walked out. I went out to my front yard. I took a lap. I you was smoke so again? Mad. No. Back into the darts? No darts. <laughs> No darts. You know, and just the, you know, the Gatorade after every win. Like, I, hey, I, lose two in a row to get in playoffs and drink champagne with ski goggles. Okay, well, can we talk about, all right, Leafs, come on. Yeah, let's do the Leafs. Oh, my God, that's 18 large on the chase <laughs> yeah, it's on our with first Leafs. show it's, of the year. It's overlapping What is with wrong Leafs. with you guys? Oh, I don't know. Get into preseason. I think we just had a well, preseason can, segment. Can I tell you guys that the texts are flowing in about the Jays? People are still loving the Jays talk, so. They're hot. They're hot. And yeah, Vladdy's twenty four around all year. He's twenty four because it's it's gonna. I mean, it's a fascinating it off, fascinating offseason. I'll tell you one thing: George Springer's definitely John Tavares. That's a parallel you can make easily. <laughs> You've been looking for it and found. Oh no, one. no, just share, please. I want to hear this. Well, just big contract of a star that's coming over to. I mean, I guess he actually won something, so maybe there's a difference there. But I think it's a big star coming over to kind of insulate your your already young core. I think it's a pretty maybe overpaid now. It's a pretty good parallel. I thought Springer's made a glass, though. Yeah. All right. So what do you think of hockey yesterday, Hockeyman? Okay, first of all. I got thoughts. Would you have, would you have, have you been paying close attention to preseason? I want you honest. No BS here. Yeah, I've been on TV, man. <laughs> you were on TV. <laughs> I had to talk about this stuff. I'm not saying we weren't on TV, and I'm not saying that we, you know, but, like, come on. How in... Are you every year on training camp? How important yeah. is it? How much are you reading into or not reading into training camp? Yeah, I, I get what you're getting at. You know, like I have had the I, the game on in the room when I've been in there. I guess I've been paying attention for to the what stands out. And there's a couple things. Fraser Minton, which we'll get to. Easton Cowan has been a, a standout for me. Like there's been stories like A little from like column that. A, a little from column B. <laughs> sure, and that's the truth. A couple of injuries. But this team is the most built a team can be going into camp. You know, there wasn't, I think even Tree Living said, there's not like a lot of help wanted signs up and down the roster this year. Sammy, you? I would say I've been about 80% into training camp. 
Like, okay. I keep a close eye. I've watched many of the games. Couldn't get through the first one on that Sunday. It was like 2 p.m. I was five minutes. I was like, nope, no way. But as the preseason goes on and the guys get progressively better and it's still, they're still wearing Leafs jerseys, they're still playing hockey, I, I do watch. I think, yeah, it's just when your team is good, it's less important. Yeah. Like, when you are, a t- like, say you're a team like the Habs or a team like, I don't know, crappy Team X where you're watching, you're like, want to see how your young guys perform and how what the future looks like. I think everyone knows what the Leafs are going to be like this year, so they just kind of get through it without injury and get me to October 11th. It's kind of the way people feel about it. You, Kip? Yeah, not that much. Obviously, I I knew I was going back on on air and JB and Elliot and Dave. uh, We've got a terrific year coming up on the the regionals for the Leafs. So gearing up towards that game, a lot more attention to detail mm-hmm. and been that way since uh, since that that game against Montreal. But prior to that, not not a heck of a lot of focus and concentration. And to be honest with you, in this market, you don't have to be because there's so much talk. Such there's coverage, so yeah. and, and listen, I'm I'm feeling like everybody else with Minton and and Cowan that they're going to be good players and there's something Mm. to look forward to. And yeah, they're noticeable, but Toronto, like typical Toronto media over hype, (laughs) like crazy. And this is you, Sammy. Oh, this isn't me. I actually have a thought on this. It's like, it's, it's over the top. It's, it's hive like, mind, though. Like, a few God. people say, like, I like, like Minton, and all of a sudden everyone's the like, second Mint? coming. He is. They've, of, got, they've of David Camp? They, he is. <laughs> he, excellent point. We Do we know what for sure? No. Like, everybody wants to say now that Minton is, like, going to be a star. I don't know if he's going to be a star. They like him. Of, yeah, of 32 teams really like all their prospects. <laughs> oh, isn't that the case? Uh, okay. By the way, I was looking at waivers today, and I was like, I remember when most of these guys were the next big thing. Yeah. I think Toronto fans in general have that in inher- because they've been bad so much in a lot of Leaf fans' lives that they have this inherent new shiny toy thing with them. It's like these prospects. When they didn't have Austin Matthews, William Nylander, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner as their, for- as their forwards, you know, like it was, yeah. you, know, we- you know, I had... Serious Mikhail Grabowski conversations and serious uh, Clark MacArthur MacArthur conversations and like conversations about guys that you hyped yourself up about that you shouldn't have. And I think a lot of that still bleeds over with like a Minton or Cowan. They just want to see the next guy when the really good guys are just in front of you. That's kind of an issue. And it's funny, you know, people like us get asked, who do you like at camp? And if I say I like Minton and then Elliot also does and Mike Feud also does, all of a sudden people are going, boy, a lot of buzz about this Minton guy. It's like, I like him this much more than I like. picking another guy? You know who yeah, I like? Well, William picking Nylander. everybody the same guy. But it's the right answer. He's been the most impressive young guy. <laughs> oh, young guy. William Nylander's been the most impressive guy. Well, give him 10 million. Coward. Mm. Okay, it's eight. <laughs> Should we talk about it? Tons of topics to get into. Just to remind everybody that... Uh, we're we the last few years we had YouTube uh, YouTube mm-hmm. we're not on YouTube we're going to be on as Sammy has uh, stipulated the, the the big television yes and Sportsnet, Sportsnet Plus, Plus. Yeah. Sportsnet Plus which used to be Sportsnet now but yep. we do want people to be texting us as well <laughs> yes we right? need you because you don't have the chat so listen to Kip now no yeah in Sammy 
Just send them all to Sammy. Don't, okay. don't text me, people. But, okay? no, 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 You're he, not going to give out your number on air? need to text. Don't text my Twitter or my ex or whatever we call it today. 595.90. push it all Sammy's way. Don't Message Kip my, on OnlyFans. Don't text be, my yeah. ex. That's different. <laughs> yes. That's a different feeling. Do not direct message me or anything like uh, that. Any complaints or compliments. No, give me the compliments. Just give Sammy the crap. Right. That's fair. Put it, save in your phone, 595.90. Send us your text all throughout the show because we will use that content. Because we have, we're have, we launching season three right here, right now. We are going to welcome in Doug McLean at the top of the hour. Of course, uh, Mac has um, found a way to make himself relevant again. He wrote a book. <laughs> I thought our show kept him relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, without our show, the last few years, uh, you're not writing a book. <laughs> I love listening to you when I'm on. That's the former NHL president, GM, and head coach, and author of Draft Day, How Hockey Teams Pick Winners or Get Left Behind. I haven't gone through the book completely, but there's some fascinating stuff in this book, and I'm not blowing smoke right yeah. now on him and sammy you'll appreciate this but we as it's still regarded as the biggest nhl trade in, in history is eric lindros and he probably well him and scott morrison i don't doubt for a second have revisited that trade like no one ever has before where they've gotten and we'll get him on the air to talk about this a little bit as many as 12 or 14 teams to completely break down the offers that they threw the oh really Quebec Quebec to get Lindros to get Lindros and that includes uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs yeah Um, Iserman was thrown Uh, he was offered Patrick Waugh, I believe was offered back then I would have changed the about landscape a little bit as Doug would say out east, huge. 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 Doug Trump. Names. Huge. So it's going to be a lot of fun going over draft day with him. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. And then we got uh, in the second hour, uh, we'll get through some NHL news and notes. Stuff happening around the league. We're going to be doing that a lot all season long as well. So stick around for the next hour and a half. And the whole season on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are so pleased to be back on the air. Uh, okay, Sammy, you brought it up. Willie Nylander. Is that the biggest uh, story, you think? You know, if we if we kind of broke it down to uh, what gives you the most hope, uh, will, would you go, Sammy, first to Willie? Is that where you're leaning towards? Like in terms of just for the whole season? I think the What fact, gives you hope, Sammy? The fact that they got past the first round last year gives me hope. Hmm. Like that conversation isn't one that we're having this year and it was like you know i know they're they didn't really succeed a whole lot in the second round and that's a different conversation but the fact that they got that first round monkey off their back matters to me just so irrelevant what wow yeah kipper we spent every day talking about them not getting past the first round last year i felt last year about uh setting the bar low with this team and the talent that they had that it just it's conference finalists, Stanley Cup final. They, they've they been groomed for three, four years, and now it's, what, year seven? That that, that ship sailed. First sec, first round win, it, it give, it, give, give me one in say. the first four years, but after that, Sammy, uh, like, 
that that second round was so disappointing that I I don't I don't get a small win. To me, your statement about getting over Tampa being a huge thing is kind of like the Jays celebrating, <laughs> giving Here up twelve go. runs, <laughs> right, and needing the last day of the season to make the playoffs. What do you think? Do you think it matters? Well, I remember a lot of last season was spent debating the very question, what is success for this Toronto Maple Leafs team? Is it just a a win or is it and the bar changing throughout the year? I think after the deadline, expectations went up. They made some really nice additions, grabbing Shin, Achari, O'Reilly. Like it was a big deadline. Prior to that, it felt like a round probably would have cut it as a success. But it, it... In saying that, but I don't there, think it's there's, nothing. There's been a price to pay for that. Oh yeah, there and that's including draft picks. Yeah, they've picked right? eleven times of their last twenty-one picks. It's also cost them salary cap issues. Yes, there's been massive, massive repercussions for failing to get through. But I will say, like, what I find hopeful, my hopeful piece of this is that this core, this team, only goes as far as this core. And I am hopeful because they are still young, but not young anymore. As in, they're no longer the young kids who haven't been through it with no scars and hopeful. They are by every objective measure, middle-aged players. Now they've been through it. They have some experience, but they're still in their primes. They're They're entering their primey prime, primey, primey primes here. This is it. And they have slayed a dragon getting through. One of them was something, you know, the second round, how they went out, really tainted the view of that first round series. You know, I know Sheldon Key feels that way. That like, See, I, it, it was a really close series. You know, Tampa. Yes, Tampa, super, Tampa played they won well three at hard. Didn't they? They couldn't. They couldn't win an overtime at home. Yeah, they, the Leafs were owed one of those series where they're probably not the better team, but they win it. But I do think having primey prime players that have been through it a little bit, they're in a good spot. Okay. I like their additions. So I'm hopeful. Sammy says uh, the, the mental part of uh, getting through Tampa. How about you? It's going age. Into the it's age for me that makes me hopeful. You know, that, that they are where they are in their careers, that they're all here. Willie, we'll see. Kippy, what about you, buddy? Uh, you know, one of the th- great things about doing a doing our show on Monday and then uh, doing this today was I also uh, went back to the Toronto Star, wrote, an article this week and uh, that was on just the three editions of, of Ryan Reeves, Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi Mm -hmm. and and what they represent. And I'm not here to tell you that they are the complete answer here, Mm -hmm. but just that, that, that change of philosophy with Brad tree living compared to Kyle Dubas. And, you know, one of the things I wrote in the article uh, that you can find on my uh, X page. Just call Did it I Twitter. Say that? Twitter. Twitter. Please tell me I can call it Twitter. Twitter. Just call Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Is the fact that last year, and, and we talked about this, Max Domi wanted to be a Toronto Maple Leaf last year, mm-hmm. and he just wanted nothing to do with him, and there's no way Max is still here if Kyle's here. Mm-hmm. So that, that change of philosophy, the it's fact he was that, a London night. you know, you've, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, there's some people that, that do feel that way, for Dude, sure. if he was a hound, he'd have been a Leaf a long time ago. <laughs> but the fact is that I'd switch out Max Domi 
for Alex Kerfoot. You guys know how I felt about Alex Kerfoot. You know, he can help you get there for 82 Flex games. Seal. <laughs> We're back. Flex, Flex Seal can help you for 82 games, but I don't want to try stop to, leaks fast. Don't want to try to win a seven-game series with the guy. Yeah. I mean, right? he, he did literally score an overtime goal to help them win a seven-game series. <laughs> but, Stop it. I know. This guy who helps you get there and also through. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I I so so yeah. just that that change of philosophy, if you want to call it that, or mindset that you're going to have to find a way to get to get a little greasier. And it's not necessarily on those three guys to constantly do something individually, but it'll just be that ripple effect it'll have through the room mm-hmm. and does it does it push the guys that you're talking about being older and more seasoned and aged and are they ready now to feel the effects of what it takes not just to get by one round and yeah. feel really good sammy oh, give me a break. it's to go <laughs> deep yeah. to be ready for 4 6 or eight weeks yeah. of playing with high-intensity hockey. But the question is, do you view Domi as tough, Kippy? Listen, I, I think he can play many different ways. And I, what what is tough? Like, I, don't don't be confused here with like just being resilient, being yeah. a guy that doesn't go away, that's in your face, that keeps coming at you, that can beat you different ways. That's that's the the toughness that I want. Can Max play that way? Absolutely, he can. I, I want to say this about Domi. So I think he's a great addition and will help the team. So I don't want anyone to commit to misconstrue what I'm saying as a negative. But fun fact on him, he actually threw 30 less hits than Mitch Marner last year. Mitch had 52 hits to Domi's 22. So anyone out there who thinks like Domi's going to come be a bully, that's not it. But what I do think is that... Uh, you know those like small dogs that go up to the big dogs and are unafraid and, and yap at them and will look them in the yeah, eye? Yeah, Lewis, my dog. Yeah, okay, yeah, Lewis, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think he's a little bit of a Lewis. Yeah. Like, he is uncompromising. He is, he will look you in the eye and punch you in the face. You know, like, he doesn't, he doesn't back down. And I think that in itself if, is a compliment. Something the Leafs haven't had a ton of. They've had some of. If Lewis... Is chewing on my pant leg and I swat him yeah. away. What does Lewis do? Oh, you get mad. You get mad. Oh, he stays in it. Yeah, I got to play this for Lewis tonight, by the way. So no, he knows that you guys are talking about. <laughs> by the way, Lewis is a wiener dog. Yes, yes. <laughs> a little dachshund. Yeah. yeah. He's the man. But yes, I, so it, anyway, it's it, not, it, not about it, a Domi referendum. It, 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 it is. And again, it, those three guys are the the answer Probably not, and we'll see where Ryan Reeves ends up. He might be. He might be the answer, right? We'll we'll see where Ryan Reeves can he stay in the lineup? Does he need? Are there some nights that he doesn't play? And do you expect him to be an everyday player in the playoffs? Eighty-two games will dictate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting one for sure. But I do think. Looking back at these Leafs teams, it would have been nice to have someone in the regular season, even if they weren't the most versatile player, to to just be the fear. Having Luke Shen for the Leafs last year was a real eye opener. About gosh, it's nice to have someone on the ice who just will stand between the benches and I thought the, stand up for the guys. I thought him beating the crap out of Janelle was like a real turning point in that series. Like I actually thought that mattered, and I thought that a lot of them yeah. kind of played bigger after that happened. 
And he, he did it to Maroon, too, in the regular season. That last game of the year, he knocked him out of the game. Like, having that mm-hmm. guy, still hockey. Still, still hockey. matters. Still so, hockey. Uh, yeah. so, those three additions are three forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd really like if one of them was playing a defense role here because mm-hmm. so, that, to me, is a major concern. And I don't want to make too much out of training camp, but so far, i uh, does anybody like what they've seen off the blue line? Well, uh, what, look fine. why don't we talk about that after the <laughs> no, break, I Kipper? Don't. Why don't we take a break and talk about that after? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sammy, you, you, you're throwing a break right now? Oh, by to. the way, yeah. people should know. We have an extra break. More breaks. Not not more time spent breaking. Yes. Just more frequent, shorter breaks with the new show. All right. Sounds good. We're going to get into the Leaf defense after we take this break on the real Kipper and Born show. Year three. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Real Kipper and Bourne. Back at it for another season. Just prior to break, we talked about uh, maybe the biggest concern off this roster collectively. Toronto Maple Leaf Blue Line. How Mm -hmm. good is it? Is it good enough? Good enough over 82 games, good enough to win a round or two, but is it good enough to challenge for the Stanley Cup? JB, uh, on a scale of 1 to 5 or 1 to 10, wherever you want to go, <laughs> level, level of concern. Uh, I'll take your 1 to 10 scale. It gives me a little bit more flexibility, and I'll say I'm a, I'm a 7 out of 10 concerned. I'm concerned. 3.5 out of 5 if you'd like. I can do other fractions. But yeah, it's real. Like it's uh, you know, looking at this group, the what we saw in playoffs last year that was concerning was who can sh- be a shutdown guy. Regular season, you had Bro or Brody be a shutdown guy, he struggled. You had Giordano be a shutdown guy, he struggled. Jake McCabe ended up being was either top TOI D man in playoffs. He was far too involved and probably not quite acquitted to that role. Mm-hmm. So who is going to do the defending? Is it Lilligren? Probably not. Is it Timmons? Klingberg, you know, they need to plug a hole by playoffs. I take it, Sammy, you weren't overly charged up about the the Giordano uh, Simone Benoit combination. Boy, I was concerned. It felt like they were on the ice the whole game. Like every time the puck went back behind the net, I I know I've been on the record after watching the first couple preseason games being like, well, Gio didn't get any faster and he's going to be very important to them. That's the thing. It's like, I, you know, trading the Willie conversation in the offseason with trading Willie and, you know, potentially looking on the decor after watching him play in the preseason, I'm like, Holy crap. How can you ever imagine losing a guy like that? That's like whole, like how important is he to your team offensively? He's really good. He's just going to get better. Yeah. But like, is what he brings more important than adding someone significant? That's going to play 25 minutes on the back end. Wow. The Nylander for a D talk right now. Well, Let's do it. Their D is not good. And it's not championship it's not caliber. Bad, though. It's just how do you get better? And, you know, talking to Elliot. As a team. Talk, yeah. To, Mid. Yeah. <laughs> talking to Elliot uh, earlier in the week about the feeling that they did, they did look. They looked for defense. And yeah. uh, Elliot may have felt that they even maybe put Willie Nylander out there as some, yeah. some bait to see what's out there. And there's nothing out there. Yeah. Nothing. How? There's no... How? Help right now. 
there's no way that teams there wasn't a, a there was nothing Kipper. They're putting William Nylander out there for Willie's. You got to pay him after this year, right? That's that 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 would be a big part of it. The risk of losing. How many teams out there would be willing to give up their top defenseman for Willie Nylander if you know that he may walk in a year? It's fair. So I guess it has to come with the with the extension or whatever, and that's hard to nail out. I guess it's fair, but it just saying that there's nothing for William Nylander is a hard thing to believe. Because he looks unbelievable, but I mean that's—I'd say you that's know, been to, their best to, player. To, to kind of back off individuals, you know, per se, like naming Willie. The general feeling out there is that forwards are a dime a dozen compared to good D, mm-hmm. and I, you do not give up. If if in a perfect world you do not. Uh, you know, defense are more important. Well, I mean, than, you look than, at Vegas even, and what even, they even rolled a out. Even a Willie at this point. Yeah. Vegas' decor last year with Petrangelo and Theodore and McNabb and White Cloud and Hag, like that was so good. The Tampa one with Hedman and Sergachev and McDonough and Chernak, like loaded decors have won the Stanley Cup recently. And so it's hard to look at Lilligren, Timmons, McCabe, Klingberg, you know, these guys, and go, yeah, that's going to get you there. However, I would like to say, I don't think it's a bad decor. Riley and Brody is a really, really good pair to start with. Jake McCabe is a good player. John Klingberg has the potential to be a great regular season player for them. Played one, and, right? Played one preseason game, by the way. Yeah, not great. But anyway, but like Lilligren, too, is ready to take a step. I think they're, they're puck movers, they're skaters, they're not playoff they're built. They're not physical. No, they're not. But I, think you, but I think they're going to the win playoffs. games with this core. Yes. I, don't, I don't think this decor is bad. No, 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 no. I mean, they could still they could still win the division. They could still end up with 105, think, 110 points. I think they will. I think that's the exact parameters for my expectation this year, but how do you, which is high. How, how, do you, how do you challenge Tampa and Florida in back-to-back series if you don't have a bigger yeah. physical defense? Simone, Simone uh, Benoit comes in, uh, a guy that's played some games in Anaheim. Excellent opportunity. The door's wide open. Have you seen anything that he has influenced the last couple of exhibition games? Like, I, you know I, what I've I don't, seen? I don't think he can play right now he in knows the National who he Hockey is. League. You don't know. Yeah, I, he knows what he is. And what is he? He is a guy who puts it off the glass and he tries to hit the body when he can. That's all I've seen. In terms of, like, I'm not saying he even does that well, but he is at least playing his role. he struggled with a first pass. I think his foot speed's questionable. And I, if, if you're as tough as we were led to believe that you were, we haven't seen any of it influence an exhibition game to earn your job. Yeah. I will say, like, you know, the... Risk of sounding like a Neanderthal. You have such an opportunity in preseason sometimes. I always thought with, like, Nick Ritchie when he was struggling here, like, could you fight one person? Just run somebody into the glass. Just, like, you know, something that's a little whatever. And, like, Benoit's probably the same boat. Where You saw that kid take the run at Mark Stone, like, in the early in the preseason, and Mark Stone grabbed, uh, who did he grab? Brant Clark. Uh, And, oh, Brant Clark, like, he was going to pee his pants. Like, I've never seen anyone more scared. (laughs) But, like, that's your time. Take a run at somebody. Like, that's that used to be what preseason was. Right. Was the butchers fighting here's each other? What, here's what I will do for your club yes. if you employ me. Yes. Yeah. And that's not even good. Uh, culturally, it's probably bad. 
but I think it would get you noticed. Don't, Just saying. Well, they're probably this is something they probably addressed the deadline, right? Like they can get far enough, they can be good enough to head into the deadline looking to make a trade for a D-man. No, Kip? It again, uh, the haves and the have-nots will separate as early as American Thanksgiving, and then I think it's the the regroup on uh, revisiting it. Then I, I I think it may be too late. To be honest with you, um, you things are happening earlier you, and earlier. You, you want to if if you think that you have a chance to change the makeup of your blue line somewhat, I'd prefer the Leafs do it early and not wait till March. So what do you think about this Nylander thing? Like, is he going to walk it to UFA? Do they have to trade him? Like tree living has said, he won't do what he did with Goudreau again. And it's happening. Well, Nylander says he's opening to discussing an extension. Yeah, That's great. Lots of talk that he'd be willing to talk all season long, but which never understand why anyone says anything different. But that. like, I can't talk for like, 10 minutes about making 80 sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Unavailable. <laughs> the only the only talk Willie and his agent want right now is you let us know when you're going to throw us more money, and they're not doing that right now. More than what? I gotta believe that the offer is well north of ten million dollars a year. Uh, you know, I have real concerns about giving the offer, 80... or that's what they want. That's what, what they, they want. want. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. No, no. I, I have no, no. been on the record saying that I would love to give Nylander a four-year contract, something where, like, I don't want him thinking, no matter what happens, I'm making eighty million dollars. Like, you want some motivation, incentive, in some incentive there for him. He yeah. is at his best. Yeah. With that near him, well, so it's, it's only an eight-year deal, right? So is that what they're looking for? Eight for sure. Yeah, and they want it. Yeah, I guess it's and the time and you're and, if you're him. You know, if it, if it's an eight-year deal, and we are talking about eighty-five or ninety million dollars, he's going to want sixty of it in signing bonus. Yeah, the Leafs who right? cares and makes them tradable. Yeah, later. and yeah. that's an advantage for the Leafs that yeah. they can do that that other clubs can't do, and. That that helps offset the high taxes. I want him to get the sixty the cost million. Of living. I want him to get that sixty up front, so we can see the best Instagram stories next summer. Oh. Willie at all well, the all the spots. So, gun to your head, is he a Leaf next year? Yes, I think he is too good. You just cannot let great players leave your organization. He is. In that Florida series, he was the only guy when they were down that made me feel like they could score a goal. He was their best yeah. forward. You period. are like every Leaf fan right now of Sammy's Rolodex uh, that says uh, oh, core four stays and we'll win again this time yeah this time by the way i also want to keep tyler bertuzzi and i also want to spend money and have an elite number one d-man so cut just quickly on tyler bertuzzi is there a dustier look in the nhl than tyler he bertuzzi? looks like a dog you'd find but like what's the stick the <laughs> skates the, 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 yeah. it's a greasy <laughs> look his whole thing he uh, just says he's lazy he says he's, he hates taking uh, taping sticks so he doesn't yeah. he just not, doesn't how does he not slip out of his hand every play his style is an atrocity. <laughs> it's so it's bad. Like he found his brother's gear like from years ago. It's, it's like when you go play drop in with your buddy and you didn't bring your stuff and you're like, where did you get this equipment? It's awful. I do like him. 
oh, as yeah. a player. Absolutely. I've not liked his training camp. No. Okay. And I hope he's one of those guys that can flip a switch. You haven't but, liked it, eh? No. You shot one in the net last night. Yeah. Who assisted on it? Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> the flubber of whoever. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, I'm I'm happy he's yeah, a yeah, leaf. Yeah, I yeah. think he can help. And, uh, you know, I've watched him. We've all watched him long enough to yeah. know he's a good player. But he's played three games with 16 and 34. Yeah. And you haven't been on uh, Yeah. He looks like. Right? Come on. We're, we're, he looks like Grey Poupon, some chemistry Michael Bunting. Going. Like really good bunting to me. Get, get some chemistry going. No? Um, yeah, I think All it's right. fair. Maybe we'll ask Doug McLean well, at the top of the hour. He goes to the net, boys. Like, that's, like he's well, better bunting. Oh, he'll be fine. That better bunting. goal but, that ties the game yes. in the preseason is bunting's hey, there. Or, sorry, we, we, we bunting. talked about oh, this being easy. one of the best lines in the league. Should be. Right? Should be the best. Show some flashes in an exhibition game. Yeah. That's all. We haven't seen it yet. And maybe he's keeping his powder dry starting on Wednesday against the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're back with Doug McLean on Off the Rails Friday on our first show on Real Kipper and Born after these messages.